Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about the insanity of dieting to lose weight. It is absolutely crazy, come on. Um, to think that you are going to diet your way to your goal weight and to live there through a diet uh, is crazy because how long have you been trying this? It's probably been decades, 10, 20, 30, 40 years of trying to diet your way to your goal weight. And I'm sure you've had some times where you've gotten to your goal weight but then you've been unable to maintain it, okay? So it's insane, right? What's the saying? That it's, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And there's no crazier thing than dieting, thinking that dieting is going to get you to your goal weight and keep you there. I mean, how much more proof do you need it doesn't work? And it's not you, it's not your fault. You've gotta let that go. You're trapped in this mindset of thinking that you're the problem, that the, the problem is that you can't get yourself to follow this strict plan that you don't wanna follow, <laughs> you know? And so my goal for you here is that you start to see this a different way and to realize you're fine. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You've got all the willpower you need. Uh, you got all the focus you need. You're not addicted to food in a way that you can't change your eating. Um, the big problem is that you don't have a good strategy. You don't have a strategy that's built for the long term. You do not have a strategy that's built around you, your preferences, your lifestyle, uh, your genetics. Uh, you have a diet plan that is not built for you. It's a plan that's built for everyone, right? Everyone's supposed to just stop eating carbs. Everyone's supposed to stop eating for 16 hours. And it's these one size fits everyone plans that you've been trying to squeeze yourself into for decades and it doesn't work. And so instead what you wanna do is you wanna start creating a plan for yourself. You wanna have a weight loss process that's really about mastery so that you begin it and you start where you're at, which is probably not that good. You're probably not that good at eating healthy, at eating better, at eating less consistently, at living healthy. You're probably not that good at it, okay? So what do we do when we're not very good at something and we wanna get better at it? We practice, <laughs> we practice, and we don't overwhelm ourselves. If we wanna learn to play the piano, we don't start by practicing 10 hours a day. That's too much, that's overwhelming. We'll never stick with it. And so what we would do is we'd break it down to something manageable. And we'd break down and play um, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes to start and then get better and build from there. But when it comes to your weight loss, the strategy is that you're gonna start on day one being completely perfect, no sugar, no carbs, no 16 hours of eating, 1200 calories, whatever your plan is, you're gonna jump into it 100%. And it's too much, you know? Uh, I always just joke, I'm like, you know, why don't you just take, add on top of that, learn an instrument and learn to speak another language on top of it, right? If we're just gonna do everything perfect on day one, why stop with just changing your weight? Change everything, right? Of course you can't do that. Because when you think about learning a language, playing an instrument, you say, well, no, you need time and you need to do it strategically. However, when you think about weight loss, you have no problem thinking I should just be able to jump into it day one, be perfect all the way to my goal weight. Why would you think that? You're not very good at it, apparently. Don't take that personally. It's just a matter of fact. You're as good at it as your weight is, okay? And so if you're not happy with your weight, if you've been overweight for a while, we've got to start with the idea that I'm not very good. I'm not very good at getting myself to eat healthy consistently, live healthy, cut the food down, okay? Whatever the, your challenge is, you're not that good at it. So instead of trying to be good at it by being perfect with it on day one, why don't we start slowly and build up your skills like you would in any other thing that you want to improve at, okay? And when we approach it this way, we get out of the diet mindset of instant, instant change, instant results, and we start to bring some more patience into the process because why not be patient? Why not? Because my question to you is how long do you wanna keep the weight off for? And I know you wanna keep it off forever, okay? So set yourself up right from day one 
to do this one time and one time only so that you can lose the weight in a way that allows you to stay there for the rest of your life. And once you start approaching this way, it changes everything. And I think you're going to find that not only is it easier to get started, but it's easy to keep it up. And that's when the magical results that you're imagining come and stay. Okay, so give this some thought and really start to approach your weight loss from a different perspective. Let the dieting go. You can learn from them, right? We can learn different aspects from them, but take what works for you and discard the rest and meet yourself where you're at instead of trying to force yourself to be some superhuman person starting tomorrow. It's not going to work. Okay, start where you're at and build up your skills. And next year at this time, you'll look back and you'll be thankful that you did. All right. So I hope this helps you out. Uh, If anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Uh, let's see here. Oh, TikTok. Why you change the way you do things? What do you think contributes to the mindset of perfection? Oh, that's simple. That that's um that's the diet, the diet industry, weight loss industry. Listen, the diet industry that you know, that you've been sub- that you're subconsciously right now referencing about how you should lose weight is the food companies. Okay? I know it's like what? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, the company owns Atkins Food Products is the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Company owns SlimFast is the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They want to get you coming and going. They want you to eat their food, and then they want to get you when you want to try and lose weight with a shitty plan. They take your money, and they give you a plan that doesn't work, so you go back to eating the food. Because nothing ever changes for you. And so perfectionism is one of the best ways to do that. Because you can't be perfect starting out with anything that you're not good at. It's, it's the most asinine. That's what I was just talking about, the insanity of dieting. It's so asinine to think that you, you've been struggling for 20 years to eat better and change your eating. But tomorrow, magically, you all of a sudden acquire all these skills where now you can eat perfectly? Like, what sense does that make? Well, now I'm really focused, Jim. Well, you weren't focused the other times? You, you think it's just your focus that, that's going to change it? And that's what I'm saying. So the diet idea, every diet, right? So let's break this down because I love this question. Um, every diet that you know of is one tactic, right? It's always a tactic. One thing, stop eating for 16 hours, eat 1,200 calories, don't eat carbs, uh, don't eat fat. Uh, <laughs> it just goes on and on. Just eat Mediterranean food. Just count your points. Every diet is one thing. And I always say this because it's like a carnival game, right? They're trying to make something that's difficult seem easy. They know the people that they're appealing to are, you're overwhelmed, you're tired, you're exhausted. You just need one, oh, just stop eating carbs. Just that's it. I can do that right? The flip side of just stop eating carbs is completely change how you eat. Well, that sounds a little harder, right? So they focus you on the one thing. And so every diet focuses you on the one thing that conceptually is very easy to understand. I mean, how much easier can it be to understand, oh yeah, I'll just cut carbs out. Well, oh, that's easy. You know, I'll just cut sugar out. No problem. I'll just, I'll just eat for eight hours a day, right? This shit couldn't seem any easier, but What happens when you try to implement it? Well, now it's a lot harder. So the perfectionist is like, yeah, I get that. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it perfectly. And it's an asinine approach to it. And I say this all the time, saying, knowing, A, I'm a recovering perfectionist. B, every single person in my program is an overthinker. And they're almost all uh, perfectionists. And that perfection starts to really wear at you because you're never going to be perfect. And so it becomes this voice in your head that just constantly is beating you up, putting you down, making you apathetic to weight loss, making you feel negative, discouraging you. It's never enough. And now you got this perfect voice in your head and you think, you think it's a good thing, but you know, most likely you got this perfection and you think you're a perfectionist, but you've been struggling with your weight for 20 years. So what perfection, the fact that you say, well, if I do it, I'm gonna do it right. If I do it, I'm going all, I'm doing a hundred percent. Like don't take any pride in saying that. You know what I mean? That's not, it's a goofy thing to say. 
I know this is this tough love, but I got you. Got, I got to break through this because you're you're in this perfection trance, and it makes you feel. It gives you this feeling of superiority, and like, yeah, I'm, when I do things, I do them perfectly, and it's just not true. You can't eat perfectly on a long enough timeline. Yes, you can. Again, with a diet, diets are all subconsciously. When you think of a diet, you think of it as a short-term thing. You think, okay, I'm going to do this until I lose the weight. Okay? And so then it doesn't matter how extreme it is because it's just for a little while. And shit, we can do anything for a little while perfectly. But when we start looking at the rest of your life, you're not going to be perfect. There is no perfection. And so you don't have to be perfect to lose weight. You just need the ability to get back on track quickly. You know? So program yourself then. We don't start with perfection at all. We start where you're at. And it's the 1% better. It's getting 1% better each and every day. That's a much more practical, real approach to, to fucking everything. To be honest, it's weight loss is the one outlier in terms of what you're going to learn and change. You don't even think about it as learning a skill. You think you already know how to lose weight and you just got to do it, right? Here you are 20 years later, you haven't done it. So it's like, you got to let go of that. But um, again, if you want to learn to play the piano, you want to learn an instrument, you want to learn how to speak a language, you want to learn how to cook, how to dance, Right? You start where you're at, and what do you do? You keep learning and growing and getting better. You don't just start, oh, I want to cook, so I'm going to be a great chef tomorrow. Like, like that sounds stupid. I, I never played the piano, but I want to play the piano, so I'm going to play it tomorrow. I've read 10 books on it. I'm going to start playing tomorrow perfectly. No, you're not. you got to practice and get better. Oh, then it comes to weight loss. Right? Practice? Mm, what? What are you talking about? Not that. I'm just going to do my plan. I'm no carbs tomorrow. I'm going keto tomorrow. I'm starting keto. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to start my plan tomorrow. And what are you going to do? You're going to be perfect. You're going to be perfect tomorrow, right? And then you're going to be perfect for the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months, forever. I'm going to be perfect starting tomorrow. No, you're not. <laughs> like, I mean, am I saying something? Like what I'm saying is so obvious, but you just don't even see it. You know, because you're, you're trapped in this fog of diet mindset, you know, that you don't see the glaring obviousness of that, the idea of using dieting at this point for you. I'm saying, I'm talking to you specifically. Do diets work for some people? Yes, there's always outliers. But it's estimated that 80 to 95% of people that lose weight on a diet put it back on. So most people that diet do not succeed. When most people don't succeed with something, we tend to say it's the strategy that's the problem. Not all the people, you know? And so the strategy that's the problem is that you think about it short term. And because you think about it short term, you say, okay, well, I'll do extreme things to do that. You choose extreme things that you can't keep up. People always say, oh, Jimmy, no, my problem is I can't be... I, I struggle with consistency. Yeah, well, no shit. You haven't been thinking about your food for the last year, and now all of a sudden, starting tomorrow, you're going to completely eat differently? Like, like, what? Like, you're not. And so that's why you're struggling. Again, what do we talk about with dieting? All or nothing, right? All or nothing. And so you got your overweight mindset, which is your normal, natural mindset that's easy to live with. You know how to eat, live, do everything as an overweight person. It's just you're on autopilot with that. And then you get diet mindset, where you fight against that mindset. And, and those are your two mindsets that you got in yourself. And it's a big problem because um, this is your natural automatic behavior. And once you get sick of dieting, you always end up going back to this. You know, so again, um, program yourself then is about learning how to install a thin and healthy mindset so that you automatically and naturally live at this lower weight, you know, and you're never doing that. You always have this, your normal or overweight mindset, and then you fight against it with your diet mindset. This is your all. This is your perfection. Okay, that's it. I'm going to completely fight against myself and control myself. So anyways, <laughs> that's what I think leads to the perfectionist mindset. What's up, Carmel Brady? If I miss any questions, I apologize. They just, this friggin' TikTok. Show me the questions, man. They put the questions in with every like person that joins and leaves. I can't, how can you enjoy your life when you're in a body you're uncomfortable in? 
uh yeah i get that you know I, I think it's hard i don't know i don't know how you would enjoy your life if you're always uncomfortable with how you look how you feel you're worried about your health i think that's like, i don't know i don't know I, I i don't have the answer to that so my answer is that you create a body that you're comfortable in but it's that important because i don't know Again, I'm not judging anyone. You do, you do what you want. If you, I've had, you know, listen, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been with this 20 years. And before I ever work with them, I have a conversation with them. And occasionally I'll get someone to say, listen, do you really even want to lose weight here? I always ask people that anyways. But um, they'll be like, nah, you know what? Not really. I'm kind of happy. I'm not worried about my health. Blah, blah, blah. My dad and mom lived till they were 110 and they were overweight. Great. Go enjoy your life. You know what I mean? So some people, it's, they're fine with that. And some people aren't. And if you're not happy with your body, how it looks, how it feels, you're worried about your health, then I would make this job number one in life because this is affecting absolutely every aspect of your life. From your longevity, how long you're going to be alive to your quality of your day-to-day -day life, how you feel physically, your, your comfort, right? How you can move, your mobility, your independence, your freedom, to how you feel emotionally, right? Do you feel confident? Do you feel successful? Do you feel free? Do you feel happy, right? Um, to your mindset. Right? To, to be able to just let go of the food, to let go of always thinking about losing weight and just live your life and focus on the things that, that bring you real joy. And so I don't know how to do that if you're uncomfortable in the body you're with. But I think if you are, if you are that person who's really uncomfortable in the body you're in, you make it job number one. And for a lot of people, it's not job number one. It's what you're doing. Is you can't make the mistake of, you know, I always say this, that, that most, pretty much everyone, you weigh what you want to weigh, you know, meaning you wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and start doing everything right and losing weight. You think about that all the time, um, but you don't really commit to it, right? You don't really want to do it. You want to keep eating the food and living the way you're living. You don't really want to make the changes that are going to give you the body you want, you know? Now, don't blame me for that because the way you think you need to create the changes are, seem overwhelming to you. So I understand that. But the truth of the matter is still this, that if you're struggling with your weight, it's almost guaranteed that you're not really motivated to lose it. I, I know that can, that can hit hard. I get that. But I have found that to be consistently true if you're struggling. And so, um, yeah, if you're uncomfortable in your body, you have to acknowledge that, you accept it, and then we start to build a path out of that body, right? That, that's the secret. And to a place where you're happier. Because again, I think your weight, how do you choose the right goal weight? I think it's the weight that gives you the best quality of life, you know? So I, I think that's a good focus um, to start motivating yourself with. I did not know the food companies own the diet industry. That makes so much sense. Yeah, right? I love that stuff. And the cigarette companies own the food industry. Do you know that Nabisco and RGR Reynolds are literally merged together as the same company? That the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris? So in the 70s, these companies, the cigarette companies saw the writing on the wall that all these studies were finally coming out. They'd sat on them and confused people for as long as they could. And now the studies were coming out clear cut. Cigarettes caused lung cancer. So they divested from cigarettes, went into the food industry, <laughs> and they came in with the exact same philosophy to make the most addictive product possible, use the most aggressive marketing they possibly could, and confuse people as much as possible about the effects that their products had on their people's health. And here we are. So I always say this. If you ever want to understand the food industry, where we're at right now, you really ought to study the cigarette industry because we're right there. Um, there is going to be, within 20 years, we are going to start having warning labels on food stuff, food, the full b bullshit that they're putting in us, you know, that we're putting in ourselves. Okay, so fair enough. We got to take responsibility. But but it's, it's a constant stream of bullshit that it's killing us. Literally, weight is the number one cause of preventable death at this point. You know, so it's just like the cigarettes. Again, I always make this joke that if it, you sent me back 100 years ago in a time machine, I saw someone smoking, I said, hey, don't smoke, you're gonna get lung cancer. They'd look at me like I was crazy because no one was linking cigarettes with lung cancer. 
Now it seems silly now because we've had 30 years of conditioning linking them together. But if anyone's you know as old as me, you remember there was a time where it's like you know you didn't think cigarettes were healthy, but you didn't think they were causing lung cancer which seems so crazy now, which is another good point that we're not as aware as we think we are. We can literally be putting combustible smoke into our lungs and what, it causes lung cancer? No way, <laughs> you know? But here we are, now we are with the food. You know, we're putting this trash in our body. Oh, oh, that shit causes heart disease. Oh, it causes type two diabetes. Oh, it causes cancers. Oh, oh, but we don't, we don't think that way. But you better start thinking that way because that's what I'm trying to tell you. You gotta snap out of this trance. For me, food and weight is life and death. You know, it really is. What you're putting in your mouth on a consistent basis and how you're living are the two biggest factors, most likely, for how long you're going to live. And certainly for how good your quality of life is during those years you are actually alive and here. And we don't think of it that way. Why do most people want to lose weight? What's their main motivation? They want to look better in a bathing suit. <laughs> You know what I mean? And that, again, is part of the diet industry. They've conditioned you. Think about it. Every diet ad you have seen in your life, you've seen millions of them. Every diet ad is what? The before and after picture. How long it took. And so what's happening subconsciously is your motivation for weight loss has become this superficial thing. I just want to look better. I just want to look better. And you wonder why you're not motivated enough. But when you internalize what's really at stake here, uh, how long you're going to get to live with your family and the people you love, how long you get to be alive on this planet, living as you, how good your quality of life is during those years, starting now until your last day on earth, are very much related to what you're consistently putting in your mouth and how you're living. And you're not, you're not treating it that way. You're treating it like, well, I'd like to get a new outfit. I'd like to look good in my outfit. Who gives a fuck? We're talking about life and death here. <laughs> I mean, like, I try to shake you out of it because you're in a diet trance. That, that's the biggest problem. You want to talk about, oh, I don't, just hypnosis? I don't know about hypnosis. You're, you're already hypnotized. You're struggling with your weight. You think like a dieter. What do dieters do? They struggle with their weight. Why? Because they got an overweight mindset, which is their natural normal mindset, and they got a diet mindset where you try and fight against that. And that's all you know. And that's all you do. Occasionally you get so upset because you step on the scale, you see the picture of yourself, the clothes don't fit, you get your reflection, someone says something shitty, you get so upset about your weight, that's it, time to lose the weight. Now you go into diet mode where you change everything all at once, you do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then what happens? Yeah, fades away and you go what? You go right back to what you always do. You always go back to what you do, don't you? Don't you find that interesting? And you think that that's just because that's who I am. It's not, that's your subconscious programming and you can change it. That's why my goal for you is not to lose weight. Please, you've got to let go of the goal of losing weight. You don't want to lose weight. That's not the main goal. You've lost weight before. Are you happy? You happy with your weight because you've lost weight before? No. <laughs> so you've got to upgrade your goal. If you, if you hear nothing else I say, please hear this. Your goal is not to lose weight. Your goal is to return to your goal weight. And this is the key one. And to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. You should write that down because that's a more accurate goal of what you want. And you need to be very specific with your subconscious mind. And wanting to lose weight, yeah, you keep losing weight. You've, well, you did. You've lost weight. You've lost weight. You've lost weight. You always put it back on. And now you're at the point where you can't even get yourself to lose weight because you link it to failure. You can't even get yourself started on another plan because in the back of your mind, that's the point. I'm going to put it back on anyways. So you start your plan, and the second gets hard, that little voice says, oh, it gives a shit. We're going to put it back on anyways. Let's fuck it. Right? And so now you can't even get yourself started, even though your whole life's at... It hangs in the balance. You know what I mean? Like, so what do you do? Well, there are answers, you know? So what I would say to you, if you're not in my world, is go to my bio, click the link, and get the hypnosis session I give you as a starting point so you can experience what real motivation feels like. 
And then watch the training I give you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. It comes right after. It's all free, okay? And start to understand that there's a different way to approach this. You know, if you're struggling, you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you never actually lose any weight, maybe it's time to do something different. I'm telling you it's a different way. I'm showing you a different way. It's all free. There's nothing to lose, <laughs> you know? It's about 10 minutes to listen to the session. It's a half hour training. Watch it. And then I email you every day as well, all right? Um, but yeah, got to look at this stuff differently. I'll go a little quicker. I go caught up there. <laughs> so if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. I am answering questions. I am live. I just get uh, get caught up sometimes. What's your top tip, please? I had a thyroidectomy, so it's difficult regarding metabolism to lose. Yeah, my, my top tip for you, for anyone that's dealing with something physical like hormone issues, menopause, insulin resistance, um, thyroid, Hashimoto's, PCOS, any, any physical thing that's kind of negatively impacting your weight. Um, it's always the same answer. It's the same answer for everyone, but especially for you. And it's this, that you really have to focus on the lifestyle piece, primarily, not just the food, right? So once you have a physical issue that's affecting you physically, I'm keeping it real general, um, we don't just want to cut calories. That's not going to be enough most of the time. And it's not most enough, enough the time for anyone, even if there aren't physical issues. So the lifestyle piece is so crucial. And, and the lifestyle piece specifically, what I'm saying, now notice this, because this is what makes me different. And I, I know I'm different with how I approach weight loss, um, but I want to be specific with you. I hear a lot of people using the word mindset and lifestyle. And it's like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? They just use them as buzzwords. A lot of times people say mindset and what they really mean is willpower. You got to have the right mindset. Come on, come on, come on. I'll break mindset down to six categories and we, we go through it and you learn how to do it, you know, how to actually have a mindset of a thin and healthy person. And same with lifestyle. I hear people say, oh, I need to shift my lifestyle. Well, what do you mean? I don't know. I got to be healthier. Well, what's that mean? Unless you're very specific, you're never going to get any changes. So what I mean when I say lifestyle in order of importance is proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. You start weaving these things into your life what happens is they physically start to uh, impact you and affect you positively, right? So the thyroid, all those other issues affect you negatively. Because you have to, your body is like a stock market, right? I always say like, people think about weight like it's a bank account, credits in, debits, debits and credits in and out. That's too simplistic. You've got to realize that you're a whole ecosystem, you're a whole complicated system here with lots of different factors impacting it. So the lifestyle piece accounts for this. And when we start getting proper sleep, the right hydration levels, we relax more. What happens is our body starts to operate better. It operates more efficiently. And a lot of times what happens is when you start making those lifestyle changes, it starts to mitigate or eliminate a lot of those effects of the thyroid and you know other things. Um, and we don't always know, but, but here's the other thing. Right now, even with a thyroid issue, menopause, hormones, whatever it is, you gotta be honest, you don't know how much of it is that and how much of it's your lifestyle. Unless your lifestyle's you know perfectly clean, then that's a different story. But I'm, I've rarely met that person. So until your lifestyle's cleaned up, you don't know how much of it's the thyroid and how much of it's your lifestyle. You don't know how much of it's the menopause and how much is your lifestyle. I've made a career out of understand this. Ninety five percent of my clients have been menopausal women in some stage of menopause, peri, post, pre, pre you know, it doesn't matter. They're always in some area of menopause, and they're always losing weight. So, so again, these things, sometimes we tell ourselves because weight loss always comes down to a calorie, um, reducing the calorie consumption. Uh, but for some people in order to do that, you've got to impact these lifestyle factors. 
You know, a lot of times with dieters, you just assume you're going to be starving all the time. You'll be hungry all the time. You're going to be deprived. You're going to have unhealthy cravings. You're going to be, you know, exhausted and stressed out. You just assume that's what weight loss entails. That's a total bullshit, you know, and it doesn't make any sense. If that's how you're thinking about it, I don't know what you're thinking because how long are you going to do that for? You know, so with the lifestyle piece, what happens, that's really my main focus now. I'm always focused on my lifestyle and tweaking it up because the more I tweak up my and optimize my lifestyle, the better I feel. You see, you can't just make this about the fucking number on a scale, you know, like, God, it's, it's so crazy. It makes me nuts. It really does because, yeah, it's fun to lose weight, but it's like, isn't it better to, to wake up energized, to feel lighter, to have more flexibility, have more energy, stamina, the ability to go up and down stairs, moving on to chairs, feel good about yourself, but, you know, like, like think clearer, um, not be a slave to food, to just be able to kind of smooth flow through your day. You know what I mean? Like I always say you got to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Wanting to lose weight is not enough motivation. Come at me with it. You think it is. Has it worked for you? If you're motivated at a high enough level, you'll get results. Don't tell me you won't. I, I'll, I'm not going to do it to you, but if anyone thinks that they're motivated and not losing weight, let me know and we'll, we'll go through it. How do I stop weekend binge eating? I'm on a diet all week. On weekends, I just can't control myself. Um, yeah, and I get that. And in Program Yourself Thin, that's the model. We use a five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. A lot of times it maps up with a week, weekend. Um, but here's the thing. Fine, right? So how have you been doing the five days? You've been doing great. Super, okay? So statistically, you've probably improved your eating overall, okay? But now what happens is you've constrained your eating. This is a good thing. So God forbid, right? No, you know, we, we think in phases, right? Because weight loss, there's no phases. There's just losing weight. You know, and people think they're going to maintain it at some point in the future, which they never do. But how about the phases of how about we start with where we're at? And so right now, Em, I would say great job changing the five days of eating. And now you get to focus on the two days. Well, great job, because when you before you did that, you had to focus on seven days. So now you've cut it down. Now I got to really focus on two days. Great. So you feel like a failure. I think you're a success. Phase one complete. Good job. Check. Now we start focusing on the two days. How do you optimize those? How do you get yourself to eat better? How do you less binge on those days, right? What's going on? What's triggering the binges, you know? Um, so again, it's all a mindset, but but you're right in the ballpark. You, you am especially, go watch my training because it'll it's gonna fit right in with what you're doing to some degree. And I'll give you a lot of mindset strategies that you can work to help you with that. But you're right on the right track. That's the thing. I can't tell you the amount of coaching I do where people are doing great and they don't realize it because they're always bouncing off of perfection. You know, there's no better way to feel like shit about yourself than to bounce yourself, measure yourself against perfection, okay? But if you measure yourself where you're at, um, you could say like, well, shit, I just changed five days of my eating a week. Look at me, you know? I get these other two days, I got to work on those, but oh my God, this is 70% of my eating I've changed. So again, that's a good first step. Think in steps, think in phases, do this one time and then be done with it, all right? But great job, and I mean that. <laughs> Every time, like when I do coaching calls, like people say, oh, I binged out all weekend. Great. Let, let's, let's, you know what I mean? Like if, if you start approaching the, mis the mistakes you make as teachers, that's one of the mantras in the program is that mistakes are your greatest teachers because they are when you know how to learn from them. Those mistakes are, are that's okay. Here's a challenge. We got to figure this out. Right. But for you, the, the, the challenges are typically um, catastrophic, right? The second you fall off track, oh my God, I blew it, blew it. Oh my God. I had five days of great eating and two days of shit eating, you know? But the question, real big question I'm mean, anyways, is, is what do you do on the following Monday? If you get back on track, then super. If all of a sudden you binge on the two days and that turns into forever, then that's a big problem, okay? But again, go watch the training. It'll give you some ideas out. What's your opinion about intuitive eating for weight loss? Um, 
my opinion on intuitive eating is that you, goddamn, you better not trust your intuitions right now. <laughs> your intuitions are what made you overweight, okay? So um, you can't trust your intuitions now. And what are your intuitions, right? To me, intuitions are subconscious programming. It's what you just do automatically. It's like your intuitions right now are how you currently think about food, um, what you're going to eat, how you're living your life, what you think about yourself. And so all of those things have created you at the weight you're at now. So if you're going to go about intuitive eating, <laughs> you're probably going to stay at the same weight. So what we need to do is we need to retrain our intuition. So this is just another way to describe what I do is I help people program new behaviors and programs into their subconscious mind. My goal is not for you to lose weight. I want you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. That on near autopilot part is speaking specifically to programming your subconscious mind. Right, because your weight, your eating is very pattern oriented. We we are like little robots. We've learned little programs of how to eat, when to eat, what to eat, and we basically just follow those. You're not randomly eating at different times every day, different foods all the time in different places. Right, there's a pattern to how you're eating, and so um, I think the goal of of eventually being like now I can trust my intuitions, sorta, <laughs> sorta. Some of my intuitions are still there, the, the unhealthy ones. You know, to be honest. Um, but I think people don't really have a real sense of what intuitive eating means, you know, and I don't either. Again, I think more about like programming yourself. I think you do what you've been programmed to do. Do you not believe that? Right. Are you just crazy? Are you eating different every single week, different stuff, different places, different times? No, your eating is very ritualistic, very pattern oriented. And so I think of that as like that's your programming and we want to change it. We want to optimize it so that you just do what you're doing, but you're at your goal weight. And um, again, that includes changing eating behaviors, changing lifestyle behaviors, and changing your thought patterns. And so that, that's what Program Yourself then does. Um, let's see here. I can see these questions. Okay. Got to cut off to them. Yeah, and if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. I'll get to them eventually. Anything, anything that comes in a packet is not food. Yeah, sure. I mean, to some degree. I mean, that's a little overstated, but, you know, yeah. I, I think anything that comes in a box package, something that has multiple ingredients in it, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of technically food, but it, it's definitely a lower quality in terms of weight loss. Right? If we're talking about weight loss, you know, everything you're eating that's in a package or a box is making it harder for you to lose weight usually, okay? And the more natural things you eat, the easier time you're going to have a weight loss, you know, across the board. Gummy... Gummy Baby sent me here. Great work. Oh, nice to have you, Elvis. Um, I'm so happy about reducing inflammation. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that all the time. You know, I, I think back to how I used to eat, and I'm like, man, you know, the stuff I used to take for granted. The, the commercial I always hated the most was the, the heartburn commercial where this was a while ago, but this guy, he was at like a fair, you know, a state fair, and he's like eating all the trash and he's like, oh, oh. And then it's like, oh, what's the cure for that, right? It's not, it's not, don't eat that shit. It's like, oh, here's a little pill, you know, a little Tom's thing. It'll fix it all, you know, coat your stomach, you know? And it's like, I remember, like, I used to just live with heartburn, right? It was just a normal thing. My stomach was on fire all the time, you know? It's like, it's crazy, but I don't even realize it. You probably don't realize it. You just gotten used to it. You've habituated to it. And so it's like, yeah, it's um, the inflammation we live with in all different forms when we're eating like shit is just, oof, it's intense, you know? But you probably don't even realize it because you've normalized to it, you know, to some degree. But I, I agree with you, T, that, uh, yeah, reducing inflammation makes you feel a lot better. What do you think about weight loss surgery like the sleeve? Um, 
I mean, again, I'm, I'm here to be supportive, so I want to support anyone in whatever path they choose to take. Um, I do think with the sleeve and the bypasses, I have worked with these people on both sides of it. People get going into it and people that have done it and have put the weight back on. Yeah, you can put the weight back on. That just, I think to me, just proves how important your mindset is. Even if you, um, you know, even if you shrink your stomach to this big, you can still be overweight, right? That, that takes a tremendously, I think it shines the spotlight on it. It's, it's a mindset thing. You know, even if you shrink your stomach, you can still put the weight on it. It's a hundred percent mindset. Your mindset is the number one thing impacting your weight. More important than your genetics, your hormones, your menopause, your Hashimoto's, your insulin resistance, all of it. Your mindset is the most important thing. So again, listen, I'm not here to comment on the surgery. That's up for you to decide. But even if you get the surgery, you're going to have, if you want to be successful with your weight, even if you get the surgery, you're still going to have to deal with this at some point. That, that you have to understand that they don't highlight that when it comes to the surgery. We want quick fixes that are guaranteed. That is not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. The only guaranteed thing I've seen is when you take a approach to it, where you're going to master your weight, where you commit to it and you have this comprehensive approach. So program yourself. Then, you know, we have the weight mastery pyramid. It's mindset, lifestyle, eating, and you fill out blueprints, right? There's a mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints or fill in the blank blueprints that become your roadmap for living at your goal weight. And so you start off crafting them and then you keep tweaking and optimizing until they work perfectly for you. And so I think you need to have a comprehensive approach that isn't just based on like, well, let me try this. That's a wrong idea. That's the wrong attitude. You need to be committed to make this happen, have a comprehensive approach to understanding how to do it. And I think that's the way. So even if you get the sleeve, you know, you'll absolutely lose weight for a short period of time. Definitely guaranteed, pretty much. I guess there's always outliers. But you're almost guaranteed to have weight loss initially right after the sleeve of the bypass. But then it's, you know, who knows? You know, the statistics aren't great, you know? And then there's other issues too, you know? So um, I don't want to get into all those. But but again, I just want to make the point that even if you get a sleeve or a bypass, even if you go on Monjuro and Ozempic and all that, unless you plan on being that forever, um, at some point you've got to deal with your brain and how you're thinking about all this, how you think about yourself, how you think about food, you know? So I have people, like I said, I have people that have pre and post sleeve gastric bypass. I have people in the program that are on Ozempic and Manjaro and, and other semaglutides. Um, so they're doing it, you know, they're, they're using that, but they're also learning how to influence their mindset while they are doing that physical thing. And I think that's a smarter approach. I ate Wendy's yesterday and I felt so guilty after I didn't even go up to do my morning run. Yeah, Tabby. So it's like, again, you know, when, when that happens... There's a fine line. We don't want to beat ourselves up about it, but we do want to be, we want to be connected to the consequence, you know? So when I binge or eat the wrong thing, I'm not beating myself up because I just want to sit with the feeling and the experience, the physical, mental, emotional consequence of that, right? So I overeat. I've been doing that this week. I've been eating more candy, right? I let myself eat candy for a week or two after Halloween and um, I've been eating a lot of candy and I wake up this morning, I got a slight headache. I'm, I'm sniffling. I've been sniffling the last couple of days. I never sniffle. I know it's the sugar, you know? And so I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm sitting with the effects of it. And every time I'm like, I, I don't like this. I, this isn't what I want. You see what I mean? But there's a big difference between saying, I don't like this. My, my, I feel kind of lethargic. I'm sniffling. I'm feeling kind of tired. Uh, my stomach doesn't feel right. Uh, mentally, I feel a little bit cloudy. My emotions are a little bit all over the place. Um, I don't like this feeling. I don't like it as opposed to, oh, you shitty, you bad person. You shouldn't eat that candy. There you go again. You, you said you want to lose weight and you're eating candy. You're weak. You're powerless. You know what I mean? All the mean shit you say to yourself. That's not helping you at all. I know you think it is, but it's not. I mean, has it helped you? 
You know, it, it's not that, but it is sitting with the consequence so that you can, because what happens is, say there's candy in front of us, right? Ice cream in front, whatever your food of challenge is, it's in front of you. And you go through this game, right? Where you want it and then you try and stop yourself. But what you don't realize is what's going on subconsciously. What's going on subconsciously is the way you're thinking about that food is cranking up the cravings for it. And what I mean by that is that there's three phases of eating behaviors. There's anticipation, looking forward to it. There's consumption, the eating of it. And then there's the consequence of it. And the consequence phase is the longest, but it's the least one we least focus on. So when you're looking at that food that you're craving, what's going on in your mind is you're making a little movie of it. And you're making a movie of anticipating, looking forward to getting it, and then eating it. And that's the end of the movie. And when you think of it that way, it cranks up the cravings for it. And then you have to try and use your willpower to fight against those increased cravings. The secret to it is to think, okay, that food's in front of me. I know it tastes good. Okay, so we acknowledge the pleasure, no doubt. But then we go to the consequence. Last time I ate that, last time I went and got Wendy's, because you're, you're driving by, you're going down the street, you know Wendy's is up there, and oh, we should get Wendy's. Okay, well, there's two ways to think about it. You can think about pulling in there, ordering it, getting it, looking at it, that excitement about just when you're about to bite it, which is the maximum of excitement. Do you know you got more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual pleasure itself? Right. And so, right, you're thinking about that and you're thinking about eating it and great. Right now, now your cravings are sky high. But what if you said, yeah, it does taste good. I know that. But last time I did that, I felt so full. I felt so lethargic. I couldn't even run. I was tired. It kind of messed up the rest of my night. I felt like shit the next morning when I woke up. I was frustrated with myself. I just didn't like it. I don't like feeling that way. That's not who, how I want to live. You know, it's fine in its own place. Maybe on the weekend when I got a day off, and I can just rest all day. Maybe I'll eat it then. But right now, is that really what I want to do? I had plans I wanted to work. I want to go for a run. I wanted to do this. You know, I want to be that person. Did you see? So now all of a sudden when we focus on the consequence, not the consequence of gaining weight. See, that's the consequence you're thinking of. You say, I shouldn't get, I shouldn't get Wendy's because I don't want to gain weight. But that gaining weight is way in the future to your mind. And your mind says, eh, fuck it. Let's just get it. and We'll just start a plan tomorrow. We'll be fine. You know? So you can't, not the consequence in the future, the consequence five minutes after you finish eating. You know, so that's a great thing to start training yourself. This is a big part of what I help my clients do is to stop thinking of the food in terms of anticipation and consequence or, or anticipation and consumption and to start thinking about the consequence phase. And so this is, and again, it's not about beating yourself up. I want to make this crystal clear. It's not about saying, oh, I don't want to feel like shit or I don't want to be a bad person and eat the food. I don't want to be, you know, and all the mean stuff you say. It's about, I don't like feeling that way, you know? And, and so I've used this with a lot of things, but as you start focusing on the consequence, that consequence is real. And you know five minutes after you finish eating whatever that food is, you know how you feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so as you start to focus on that, you're going to start to make different decisions. Because when you focus on the consequence, it brings the cravings down typically. And the more you practice it, <clears throat> you got to practice it. But the more you practice this, the better you get at being able to bring those cravings down and, and be more in control of your eating. Okay? Um, wow, that's amazing advice. I will try to implement those points. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Carmel. Um, have you lost weight yourself, mister? Um, yeah, I dropped. I lost 50 pounds. I was uh, 30 years ago. I was 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Binge drinking, um, depressed, out of control. You know, kind of the cliche, but but true story. And um, yeah, I always joke, like, like it's, it's, it was a miracle. <laughs> to me, it was a miracle because I was, I took a semester off from college and um, I was at a tough spot. And, you know, it was extra tough because if you don't know, my, my dad died of a heart attack at 54. I was nine years old. And I remember even then I knew it had to do with his weight and lifestyle. And I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to let that happen. You know, so when I ended up being 19 and I'm 50 pounds heavier, I'm binge drinking all the time and I couldn't stop it. I was like, holy shit. You know, even, even all that pain that I experienced that most painful thing in my life, even that's not stopping me. So I was pretty, I was at a tough spot. And 
I don't take credit for this. The universe just smiled down on me because this is a true story. I took a semester off from college and literally within about a month, this is real. <laughs> I was exposed to personal development, Tony Robbins, neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, yoga, guitar, martial arts, meditation, and all of these things. I, I grabbed onto them. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I will I take credit for that, but it was absolutely transformative, you know? And so it changed everything really from the inside out. And, and the weight was one, you know, one benefit is, is I was able to bring my weight back down, which was really important to me. Um, but I wasn't just bringing my weight down. I really, even as I was 20, even then I, it was about long-term and, um, I was so excited about the results. I got, I got a degree in finance and investments, <laughs> but I was so amazed. And this was so transformative for me that, uh, you know, obviously I do what I do now here, but, um, yeah. So, so that's kind of my story in terms of weight. Uh, let's see. I can't even eat vegetables and fruits without getting GERD-like symptoms. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some people struggle with the fruits and vegetables. Um, yeah. There, there's strategies for that, but I'm, again, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, so I, I usually stick. Um, yeah, Morgan says the same thing. Oh my God, same. I hate it. I really want to learn to love them, but my body is so resistant. Um, yeah, I, I totally get that. You know, I, and again, I, I don't want to sit here and give. It, it's not my place to give advice. What I do is I help people. I don't really tell people what to do. I help people do the things that they want to do, right? If, if that makes sense. Um, you know, because because I work with everyone. You know, I, I work with people that are carnivore. I'm a vegetarian, both pescatarian. Um, but I work with people that are carnivore, vegan. You know. Uh, you know, Overeaters Anonymous, although that, that doesn't last long in the program. Um, people that have been bright lines, but, but anyway, those aren't really eating philosophies necessarily like, um, you know, the other ones. But but I help people pretty much across the board, whatever works for you, because everything that works for, like you got to figure out what works for you, you know, like what works for you, it doesn't matter if it works for other people. If it works for other people, it may not work for you. So you got to figure out what works for you. And um, yeah, but, but that can be a challenge. I, I get that. Uh, Tabby says, you're the best. Thank you. You're welcome, Tabby. Thank you for saying that. It's nice. Uh, I'm a vegetarian too. I say a junk food and pasta vegetarian. LOL. Okay, I got you, Morgan. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, here's what I will say about the food is that I do think that sometimes because we're what I typically see as a pattern is the all or nothing thing. And so when people jump into things eating wise, they tend to do it too quickly, too much. And your body doesn't have time to adjust, you know? And, um, uh, so I don't know. Is it too much to work out daily for two and a half hours? Um, is it too much? I mean, it depends, you know? I mean, everything's relative, you know? So it depends. I mean, are you a professional athlete? They work out for two and a half hours, you know? Um, so I, I think it depends what you're doing. I think if you're, you know, if you're just a regular person who's just overdoing it now, right? You, you, you were working out zero hours last week and now you want to do two and a half hours every day. Um, I would say that's way too much, right? That's too too much too quick. But if you've been working out for the last 25 years and you work out two and a half hours every day, you know what I mean? Maybe that'd be better for you. So again, everything's relative to how you're feeling. My question, the big question to you, Ezra, is how do you feel if you're working out two and a half hours a day? How do you feel working out two and a half hours a day? Right, That that's the important question. And then we look at it like, um, you know, how does it, how's your energy levels? Uh, how is your moods? How's your eating? How's your hunger? How's your physical comfort? Right. That's all. That's a lot of working out. No, no doubt. You know, um, 
But yeah, it's up to you. You know, some people thrive probably working out two and a half hours a day and some people would fall apart, right? So everything has to be bounced off of us and our reaction to it. There is no, there is no one right answer, you know? And I think once you understand that, it's actually very freeing, you know, because, um, I think a lot of times I always say is that, that a lot of times like people's weight loss, it's like them trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole. Um, that's kind of like their approach to weight loss, right? They're trying to force themselves to follow some plan that doesn't really resonate with them and they hate, you know, because how do you explain if you think about weight loss 24 hours a day and you never do it? Like it's, it's not a trick question, but why do you think you never do it? You know, it's because you don't want to do it. So it might be, make sense at this point. You know, I always say this, like people are so impatient with their weight loss so impatient which was interesting i did a podcast the other day about being patient with weight loss that's one of the biggest ones i've had in a while you know something like, oh, maybe maybe people are finally coming around and realizing that having more patience with this process is crucial crucial necessity an absolute necessity to have a little more patience what's your rush you know and um so yeah because if you bring patience into it it changes everything it changes the entire process you know I walk and lost weight, feel great, but what about this tummy, female 60? Um, yeah, I, I think, well, let me, let me talk about something I, I rarely talk about, but I think about a lot in terms of my own success, is that, and this goes right to what I was talking, this builds just on what I was just saying. Most of the time when you all are thinking about weight loss, you're thinking about in a time frame of, of days, weeks, and months. That That's how you think about weight loss. How quickly can I lose this weight in days, weeks, and months? And you don't think long term. And so because you don't think long term, you only have like that first phase of weight loss, which to be honest, is usually a lot of water weight. You know, it's not, I don't know, like, like they call it a recomposition where you start like lifting weights and, and doing that stuff. But there's another recomposition that happens if you stick with eating well and living a healthy lifestyle for a long period of time. Because what happens is every seven years, your cells completely regenerate. Right? You're a completely different physical body seven years now than you were seven years ago, right? And so there's a thing called epigenetics. So we know about genetics. They define a lot of our kind of core features. But epigenetics are malleable, and they depend on the environment and what you're doing. And so there is a magic that happens. You're not going to like what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. There's a magic that happens when you stay eating healthy, living healthy for a year, two years, five years, <laughs> 10 years, you start, you, you become, you know what I mean? Like you transform from the inside out completely into this new version of you. Now, I know this is a terrifying thought to you to think five years from now, right? But the fact that that's so scary to you should be a sign that the path you're on is fucked because how long you want to keep the weight off for? Do you see this? You got this paradoxical thought thing in your head where it's like, yeah, of course I want to lose the weight forever, right? Of course. But when you think, when you actually think about losing, when I say, um, you know, still being at your goal weight five years from now, 10 years from now, your emotional response has like, oh shit, 10 years of dieting. Ugh. So you see, like subconsciously you associate negative stuff to dieting and weight loss because you think of dieting and weight loss are the same thing anyways, but you associate literally pain to losing weight. So you can't even imagine going a year, five years because you think of dieting. You know, what I'm talking about is transforming how you live, how you think, um, how you eat, so that it's natural and automatic. Because once that happens, the time just keeps going by, but you're just eating well. And then, oh, shit, it's been five years. I still I can't believe it's 30 years. 
And um, then what happens is you start to transform in ways you could have never imagined. And some things take longer than others. Gasp. Right? There's other things that change on your body other than just the scale number, you know? But some of them just take a little longer. So that tummy most likely will go away as you really become and live as this person you want to be longer term, you know? But I know everyone's fast. Oh, you do, do sit-ups, do crunches, 10 crunch-ups, uh, 10 crunches a night, <laughs> whatever. It's like, that's not going to do it. What's going to do it is is staying on the path forever. Oh my God, forever? Yeah, why not? How, how long would you like to be healthy and at your goal weight for? So why would I say forever? Do you have that negative response to it, right? Again, you're, you're to bring it home in another way, your subconsciously, your subconscious mind is what we call incongruent. There's mismatches. Um, you, you consciously, you want to lose weight more than anything in the world, but subconsciously you associate pain to losing weight. You think it sucks. You think it's hard, it's miserable, it's stressful, you feel deprived, you know? So you don't, you're not congruent, right? Do you want me to give you a million dollars? Yeah, that's congruency, right? Yeah, 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 sure, yep. <laughs> I, I got to, you know, give me your address. I'll, I'll send you a million bucks. Okay, yeah, yeah, I want that, right? I want, you want to lose weight? Hmm, yeah. This is forward backwards feeling, you know? Um, kind of reminds me of growing your hair out as much as you... It takes a long time to grow your hair out. Some people get long hair slowly and others quickly. Oh, yeah, great. That's a great point, too, because that's another part of weight loss that people really overlook so much um, is that people tend to think of weight loss, you know, and, and the weight loss calculators are are like this, right? Those things are just guesstimates, folks. You know, like what I always say this, one thing you'll learn if you ever look at like weight loss studies, right, where they put a group of people in metabolic chambers and they're, they're tracking every calorie in and every calorie out, and they're in there for weeks, months, sometimes. And what you'll notice every time it's the same story in terms of the group goes in and they're all eating the same amount of calories, burn the same amount, everything's the same. And they leave and there's a whole variation of weight loss. Some people lost a lot of weight, some people lost a little weight. And that just is what it is. You know, people lose weight at different rates. And so you gotta understand What's your weight loss phase? If you think, oh, you put your weight, your your stuff in the weight loss calculator, now you expect you're going to lose two pounds a week, and then you do lose two pounds a week, or you 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 lose a pound and a half, but you expected two, and now you feel discouraged, you know. So your expectations of what you can accomplish are a huge challenge to overcome. Your expectations are bonkers. I don't know you, and I know I know all your expectations are way out of alignment, you know, and that's hard. I've had people. Recently, he'll he'll hear this and it, it makes me crazy. But he goes, I've been on a five month plateau now, you know, five month weight loss plateau. Now he's lost 50, 60 pounds. Okay. And now the last five months, he's been on a plateau. Right. So, so he's on the tail end of it. He's closing in on that goal weight. So weight loss typically slows down the closer you get to your goal weight for a number of reasons. So what? But anyways, that's not the punchline. The punchline goes, yeah, I've been on a five month plateau. I only lost 10 pounds during that time. Motherfucker, that's not a plateau. <laughs> you know, it's not as fast as you want, but it's certainly not a plateau, you, you know, but but again, um, everything's relative with what we think, you know, we expect. We have our expectations and everything is bounced off of that. And your expectations are bonkers from lifetime of diet, you know. Um, but yeah, so, so, so you might lose weight quickly. You might lose weight slowly. If you lose weight slowly, I mean, tough shit. I, what do you want? Like we all got challenges in life, you know? So, so what? Okay, I'm, I'm going to lose weight slowly. Is that such a is that such a hurdle? I'm, I, I'm not going to do it then. 
Or, okay, I'm going to lose weight slowly. Fine. I don't give a shit because I'm only going to lose weight one time. So I don't give a shit if it takes me six months, six years. I don't care. I'm going to get to my goal weight and live there the rest of my life either way. I'm going to do it one more time. So I don't care how fast it goes. I would prefer to have that attitude, you know, but, but yeah, I think you have to have some sense of whether you, how much do you can expect? Because your expectations are a huge factor in your motivation level, you know? Um, I've transformed my eating and lifestyle. I wished I had done it sooner. Yeah, of course, right? As soon as you do it, as soon as you do it, it's always the same with my clients. It's like, holy shit, I wish I did it sooner. And I can't believe how much better I feel. I cannot believe how much better I feel. I always hear that. I was just having this conversation with one of my private clients. And um, he's like, I'm kind of, I don't know how much better I can feel. That's that's where I live. That's my headspace. I want to make this clear. Um, I, Because here's the thing. Notice this too, folks, right? That you're... What, what you typically do to lose weight is you trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. But at some point, the scale stops going down. And now you don't have the scale pleasure going down and you don't have the food pleasure. And so now you're like, well, what are, what are we doing? I don't know, you know? And then you put the weight back on. Um, but for me, I'm not, like, I've been at the same weight for 30 years. I won blip 12 years ago, but I'm the same weight. I can't get on the scale and be excited about it. It's just always the same number, you know? So what do I, how do I stay motivated? Well, how I stay motivated really is it's mostly focusing on lifestyle and I just still focus on eating, although most of that's pretty much automated. But the lifestyle piece, especially, like I just keep feeling better. And that is so exciting to me. I love, I look at this as like a game and I'm like, how good can I make my eating? How good can I make my lifestyle so that I can feel how amazing? I don't know. I keep continually feeling better and better. Now it's relative, okay? Do I feel almost at 50 like I did at 20 physically? I mean, you know, in some ways, in some ways, yes, in some ways, no, okay? But I keep everything relative. You know, where I'm at, I feel like, like I feel good where I'm at. And I'm excited mostly because I know I keep feeling better. I keep eating better. I keep doing more stuff. I keep learning more things. I keep quieting my mind more. Everything I'm doing lifestyle, I just keeps improving. I keep feeling better. So that's really the motivation that keeps me going. And that's a way better motivation than just watching the scale go down because it lasts a lot longer, you know? Um, so yeah, but, but you always gotta, you, you always have to check out like what's, what your motivation is. Cause I know what your motivation is. You want to look better, you know, and that's usually not enough. But again, if you want to go deeper into this, go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session. And, um, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's really important that we have better motivation, you know, and that usually doesn't come from just want to look better. Uh, I genuinely don't know how to stop eating bad food. I'm so addicted. I always mess up. Yeah, okay. Well, it's the wrong goal, right? I, I would make the goal not trying to stop eating bad food. See, it's like that's an all or nothing thing, right? So it's like I'm either always eating bad food or I'm completely not eating any bad food, you know? And so it's like, yeah, you're not going to go from one to the other. No way. You're not. You're not just all of a sudden going to stop eating bad food. So what I would do is I break it up into two things. Um, the first one is that you begin to eat less bad food. And I would do it strategically. Maybe on Mondays, for example. Maybe on Monday, you're like, okay, that's going to be a clean eating day for me. And um, I, I'm going to eat well on Monday. No bad food on Mondays. Let's start there. Right? That might feel overwhelming. Maybe just, I'm not going to eat any bad food after dinner. Right. So you might have to start again, break it down to whatever feels comfortable. We call this reduced to the ridiculous. Right. Because you're you're doing the maximize to the ridiculous. Right. I eat bad food all the time. All I do is eat bad food. And my goal is what, what I'm going to do tomorrow on day one is I'm going to start by eating no bad food. OK. No, you're not. 
No, you're not. So let's start small so you can get a handle on it. And um, while you work to eat less bad food, you can also simultaneously start to eat a little more good food somewhere. But you've got to do it strategically. You need to be very specific. You can't just leave a general idea like, I don't want to eat bad food anymore. That's so vague. Your mind's, it doesn't mean anything to your mind. What's driving your brain, what's driving your behaviors is it's part of your brain called, it's not part of your brain, but it's, it's part of your memory called procedural memory, right? And what, the, what it says is, it basically is the part of your brain that's like, okay, we do this. Like you wake up in the morning, then you go to the bathroom, then you brush your teeth, then you eat your breakfast, then you get in your car, then you go to work. And that's how you operate. Right? It's all very cue dependent. You do this, then this, this means this. And you're basically one long chain of behaviors. And so if you just say, oh, I was going to start working out. Well, when? You've got you've to put a link into that new chain. Oh, I'm going to do it at eight o'clock right after um, I take a shower. Well, not after, but, but I, I'll do it right after I brush my teeth and I'm going to work out. Oh, oh, that's way more specific. And now your chances of success go way up. And so it's the same thing with the food. I'm just going to totally change, I'm gonna totally change my, my eating tomorrow. What? Like, you know how hard that is? And you know why it's so hard to change your eating? It's because you can't, um, it, it would be like you woke up tomorrow, you're like, you know what, tomorrow, I'm, I'm sick of using my, my right hand. I'm going to start using my left hand all day. That's what I want to do. I'm going to write with my left hand. I'm going to brush my teeth with my left hand. I'm use my computer mouse with my left hand. Everything with my left hand. No more right hand. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, okay. Let me know how it goes tomorrow. Right? That This is the same thing as trying to change your eating. Because your eating is all automated. You just do it on autopilot. You just, you're not even paying attention to it. And so just like with writing with your hand, you, you, do, you use your hand because that's just what you do. Well, if all of a sudden tomorrow you say, I want to use my other hand, you don't give a shit about which hand you use necessarily, but it's hard to use it because it's not trained. You don't have the subconscious programs of how to do everything with that hand. Just like you don't have the subconscious programs of how to eat healthy. And so to think that all of a sudden just tomorrow because you decided to do it, well, that doesn't mean there's any programming there, then you're not going to keep it up. So again, break it down into smaller chunks that you can succeed with and lengthen your time frame. Stop with the fucking, you have to stop with it. Oh, it all has to happen in a week. You got to stop that shit. People are so impatient with their weight loss, but the irony is that as impatient as you are with your weight loss, how much weight you lost this year? How much weight you lost last six months? None. So where, what, what's that, what purpose is that impatience serving? Why the fuck are you impatient anymore? It's kind of weird. <laughs> You know, it's like being impatient about like you, you plant a tomato seed and you're impatient about it, but you keep go digging it up. Oh, just start sprouting. Just start sprouting. You know, and then and like you're so impatient. It, it doesn't grow in a week and say, fuck, fuck that. It didn't work. I'm going to stop. I'm stop watering it. And then it dies, you know, but that's what you're doing with your diet. You know, so you got you to approach it differently. Um, so you genuinely do know how to stop eating bad food, by the way. You don't know how to genuinely stop eating bad food completely starting tomorrow. But, but if you broke it down, you could absolutely know how to do it. Um, my motivation was my blood work. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, blood work's a great motivator. Why? Because again, it takes us out of the superficial aesthetic realm. You're basing all your weight loss motivation on looking better. It's an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. You need to find a deeper reason. Blood work's a great start for that. Your longevity, your quality of life, your freedom, your independence, your mobility. Being able to play with your grandkids, going on adventures. That shit's way more motivating than wanting to look better. You don't give a shit about looking better if you've struggled with your weight for the last five, 10 years. You don't care. It's that simple. You changed my life one day when I have a platform, I swear you'll be receiving tags from my post. That's awesome, Tito. I'm gonna take a screenshot of that. It makes me happy. That's why I do this, you know? I wanna be, um, my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight, you know? So um, that makes me so happy to hear that. Great job, Tito. Um, Thank you. Do you do you do personal weight loss counseling? 
Um, I do. <laughs> he said, yeah, that's so true. Never thought of it that way. I know you didn't think of it that way. That's what I do. I, I help people. And I think it's the most important piece. And you're, you're getting experience. I help you think differently. That's what you need to do. I just did a lesson on this yesterday where I was saying, you know, Einstein has the quote, the same level of thinking that created the problem cannot solve the problem. You've got to upgrade your thinking. You're in a diet prison. You have, you're, you're, you've been conditioned to think like a dieter. And now mindset wise, you're in this invisible mental prison to think like a dieter. But the good news is the door is open. You can just walk out of it and start thinking like a human being um, that wants to take control of their weight and live at their goal weight. So it's, it's thinking about things differently is the royal road to mastering your weight. And that's what I help you do. So that's why I'm always urging you, please go to my bio, click the link, listen to the hypnosis sessions, 10 minutes. I've tried hypnosis, didn't work. You didn't try mine. I'm one of the highest paid hypnotists on the planet. Speaking of personal weight loss counseling, my, my private, to work with me privately, a session is 2,500 bucks. To work with me in a long-term capacity is 25 grand private. And I, I hardly work with anyone because it's, it's not what I do. What I do do, though, here's the good news, is I work with people in my program. In a group, we have a group coaching program every Tuesday and Thursday. I got a call coming up in a couple hours here. Um, and we do it over Zoom. And I work with you. I keep the group small so I can spend time working directly with you. And um, that's what I would suggest. I mean, if you're serious about looking for weight loss coaching, this is the best, you know, I'm obviously biased, but uh, I think it's the best program out there. It's the most comprehensive program, first of all. Um, but you, just the access to me alone is worth worth the whole thing. <laughs> I think there's no time for me to be falsely modest. I'm, I'm really, really good at what I do. Because uh, what I do is very unusual from 99% of what happens in weight loss industry. Because if you look at the weight loss industry, pretty much every single thing coming at you is the perfect plan, right? This is the perfect eating plan, the perfect diet philosophy, the perfect workout, um, the nutritionist, here's the perfect meal plan for you, customized even. But the problem is you're given the plan and then it's up to you to figure out how to do it. And you have no idea how to get yourself to do it. Your problem isn't that you don't know what to do. Your problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it consistently. And you are never taught this, as far as I can see. Who's teaching you how to transform your mindset so that you can do all the things you already know how to do? You don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. We always tweak our nutritional ideas for sure. But it's like you already know enough in your brain right now about what you should and shouldn't need to lose weight. The problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it consistently. And I don't know where you're learning that. To put it another way, you have an overweight mindset, which is your normal way of acting, and you have your diet mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between these. This is how it's been your whole life and will continue to be until you create a thin and healthy mindset. You need to create a thin and healthy mindset. And to be honest, it's hard to do on your own. It's like trying to learn a language on your own. Pretty difficult. And so that's what Program Yourself Thin is. It's a way to really create a thin and healthy mindset and install it in your subconscious mind so that you create a way of being a way of thinking a way of living a way of eating on autopilot that keeps you at your goal weight that's the goal the goal itself is a lot different than what you typically hear in the weight loss industry because they all got you they're all dazzling you with rapid weight loss i hope you wake up from that wake up from that trance it doesn't work it's a trance it's bullshit right these extreme oh you're gonna do you're gonna start your keto plan on monday are you and especially now, because especially the holidays coming up, this is actually my favorite time of year um, business-wise because I, I always love some of my favorite people um, join now. I, I love the people that join in uh, November and December because 
those are the outliers. Those are the people, because let's be honest, right? We got another week, maybe, that you're going to start any weight loss plan, right? And then, then it's like, oh, shit, Thanksgiving's next week. Nah. And then Thanksgiving comes, then it's like, well, you know, oh, the holidays, I don't, I don't think so. I always joke, program yourself in is the only plan you'd ever start on a Friday. You know, but but akin to that is uh, it's the only program you ever start on the holidays. Why? Because it's not a strict meal plan. Go do your shit. Whatever you're going to eat, you, you can keep eating it. You'll eat better. And you'll go into the new year with a lot of momentum. But, you know, the holidays are part of life. Wouldn't you like to learn how to interface with the holidays? You probably won't lose as much weight over the next eight weeks as you will in the beginning of January. Okay? Oh, gasp. How can someone selling a weight loss course promise not fast weight loss? Well, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's the beauty of my, my program. It's the Robin Hood model. I, I have people paying me plenty of money. I can get out here and say the honest truth. I don't have to bullshit you, you know? But yeah, you're probably not going to lose as much weight during the holidays as you will other times of the year. So what? You can still work on changing your mindset, creating a healthy lifestyle, and eating patterns that are going to support you. And, and figuring out how to eat during the holidays is part of that. Right, because what do you want to do? Wait till January and start your diet and stick with it really hardcore for seven months, and then the holidays come around. You have no strategy to deal with them because you're all or nothing, and so all that work just goes right out the fucking window. How many times you done that? If you've been able to get that far, so um, yeah, I always love the people that join during the holidays because they get it. They're in it for the long run, and that's what I'm here for. I don't give a shit how much weight you lose in eight weeks at all. I care about how much you've changed your mindset how much impact you've made on your lifestyle and how much you've changed your eating in a strategic structural way that's going to last long term. I don't give a shit if you starve yourself for six weeks and lost 20 pounds. I don't care about that. I'm not impressed by that. I'm impressed by long-term weight mastery. That's what I'm obsessed with, you know? And when you start obsessing on that, it becomes not that hard. I always say that the irony is that weight mastery is a lot easier than weight loss. Right? Because weight loss is all about all or nothing. Right? You start with your where you're at and then you try and all of a sudden Monday I'm I'm totally perfect. Right? And it's a huge leap and it's really hard. This is why you're not doing it. You don't want to do it because it's too hard. Right? You want to lose weight. You don't want to do the thing you think you need to do to have to lose weight because it's too hard. So you're avoiding it. This is the all or nothing approach. Program yourself then is an all or something approach. So, hey, yeah, you want to be all, life's going great, everything's great, you know, you want to really hit it hard, great, knock yourself out. But we got to recognize that most of the time, we're not able to do that. I don't know who you are, but if you got family, work, responsibilities, what do you just got an abundance of energy and focus and motivation and attention? What? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't see anyone that does. So we need a plan B. How about a plan B? I should call that the plan B diet. Um, but, but so instead of being all or, or nothing, which is what you'll do, right? You'll be, okay, I'm all for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. I'm back to nothing. How many times have you gone through that process, right? How about you become all or something? Oh, shit. What's that mean? That means, yeah, you want to go all, go all. But I don't want to be all today. Okay. Don't be nothing, though. Be something. Do something. Okay. And what happens now? You start to realize, oh, fuck that all stuff. <laughs> I just want to be something. And so you start with nothing, and now you're something. And guess what? The something gets to be normal and natural, and now you do a little something more. And now you do a little something more. Now you do a little something more, and it's comfortable and, and normal for you. And you do a little more. You get good at it. Now you do a little more. And you do a little more. And now you do a little all. And you do a little more. Right now, now you're up here, and you've done it, and you've got a foundation under you, and you know how to think this way and live this way and eat this way. And it's been calm and relaxed the whole time. 
and you feel good and you know how to eat and you know and expect yourself to lose weight and get to where you're going to go and you're, you're just chilled and relaxed you're not you know wound up like a friggin' top freaking out about food and weight and calories right and you enjoy the holidays and you enjoy your life and you love the new year because you use that as motivation and you love as you enjoy valentine's day when it comes around and eat chocolate you know what i mean you live your life that's what this is about again it's weight loss wrapped in personal development it's not just about weight loss it's about living it's about being the best version of you possible who's the best version of you possible you never think about weight loss isn't the best version of you possible it might be the thinnest version of you possible but subconsciously when you think about yourself losing weight you associate it with misery you don't want to do it this is why you're not doing it i would you you couldn't stop me from living and eating the way i'm eating i'll fight you for it i love i love the way i'm living and eating so it's, it has nothing to do with the weight loss. The weight loss stopped. I love how I feel, you know? And so, so when you think about weight loss, you, you hate it. That's why you're not doing it. I'm not going to stop my plan during the holidays. I'll, I'll eat extra on Thanksgiving. I'll eat extra during the holidays, but I'm still going to be on my plan because I love it because it's custom built for me and I built up to it, you know? So that's what I want for you all. Brain and heart health. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Bevy, why do you think most people don't succeed? Oh yeah, that's easy. I think most people don't succeed because they, they literally don't know how to think about it. You, you're not, you're not trying to live. You're not even aimed at success, to be honest. That's what I'm trying to say. This is how crazy it is. Think about it. You think about, and I know if you're listening to me now, I know you're a smart person. I know you're an overthinker because the only people that listen to me are overthinkers. So I know you're an overthinker. If you're an overthinker, you're probably a perfectionist. And so you're like, how can this be? How can it be that you've been trying to lose weight for decades and you know as little about how to lose weight actually now as you did before you started? That's a depressing thought. You know what I mean? Never mind the failure of not being able to do it. How about the fact that you literally, you don't know any more about how to lose five pounds than when you started it? You don't know. You haven't learned anything. All you do is you get a steady stream. It's a nonstop parade of diet plans that you try for a little while or you keep trying the same one. You try them. Nothing changes. The diets change or the diet attempts change and you stay the same. So why do most people don't succeed is they're not, they're not focused on the right thing, right from the goal. You think you want to lose weight. Oh, I want to lose weight. And I say, well, what happens when you lose the weight? I'll figure it out then. No, you won't. No one does. You haven't. No one does. So what if we make the goal instead... So that's why I think people don't succeed. I think their goal is wrong. I think the idea of thinking about weight loss, subconsciously, it's a short-term goal. You think of it as a temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And so that causes you to think about your weight loss like it's a sprint, right? Because it's a fuck it. If it's going to be temporary, I'll just do the most extreme. I just want to get it over with. So give me the most extreme plan and I want to get there. That's the goal. And you're thinking about the weight loss like that goal body as the finish line. It is not the finish line. That's what I'm trying to wake you up from. How many times have you lost weight and then put it back on? Are you happy about the weight loss? You might have been happy about it, but you're pissed at yourself now for putting it back on. And I'm telling you, you are never aiming at the goal of living at your goal weight. You're never aiming at that. And so you keep repeating this process of unsustainable plans that get you somewhat fast results. Well, they used to. And they get you fast results. And that's, all, that's the only way you can think about weight loss. And it's completely wrong. You know, what you want is you want to focus on living at your goal weight. Cause the second you start thinking about living at your goal weight forever on near autopilot, you've instantly subconsciously, you've extended the time frame you're thinking in. See, cause the other thing, when you think of like a dieter, you're, you're compressing the time frame. This is why dieters think about weight loss in terms of days, weeks, and maybe months. 
And what happens is it's like a sprint. And when you run a sprint, the only thing you can win a sprint is perfection. If you trip a little bit in a sprint, you've lost the race. If you trip a little bit in a marathon, you can make up for it. So any little mistake you make feels catastrophic. And because you're doing such extreme things, you're experiencing time distortion, right? One day on a diet feels like a week. And so by the time you get to the end of the week, you're like, I better have lost a lot of weight. And you step on the scale and you lost a pound. And you say, this is gonna take forever, I can't do this, you know? I mean, Jesus, folks, is this is not what you've been experiencing? It's not your fault. It's not because you're weak or you don't have willpower. There's something wrong with you. It's a shitty strategy. It's a shitty goal. Who the fuck about losing weight? How can you care about losing weight at this point? How many times you lost weight and put it on? Right? It's craziness. So, um, yeah, so we got to set a different goal. And then I, I think that's why most people don't succeed. You know, that and then the other side is that no one ever focuks on their mindset. They just think, oh, I know what I got to do. I just got to get myself to do it. So, okay, so you're going to be the same person who's failed for 30 years at losing weight, but now what what changed exactly? What what changed from the 30 years of failure to the magical success that you anticipate some Monday? What what's what changes there? If anyone could write in that that in an answer, you tell me cuz oh boy, I've got this is what happens when I go too long with this is I, so I don't I don't I don't want to sound rude. I'm I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm trying to wake you up out of the diet trance. And so so this is not I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound negative, but dieters are some of the most delusional people on the planet because if you've been struggling for 20 years to lose weight with a diet, right? You, you've gone through it firsthand. You, you start it. Holy shit. This is hard. Um, you stick with it a little while. You lose a little weight. It's not enough. You get discouraged. You quit or you lose a lot of weight. You can't keep it up. You put all weight back on. Okay. Regardless, you failed. You failed to lose weight. Okay. Let's just keep it simple. And in your mind, there's some magical Monday that's going to pop around. And what's going to happen then? Then the plan's not going to change, right? You're a keto person. Uh, you know what's going to happen? Some magical Monday's going to come around, and I'm going to follow my keto plan perfectly. I'm going to follow it perfectly. Or you're meant fast. I'm going to eat, I'm going to fast. I'm going to eat one meal a day. That, that's what I'm going to do. I haven't been able to do it for 10 years, but some something's going to change. Something's going to be different on some Monday in the future. I'm just going to magically wake up as a different version of myself. You tell me what changed. I don't know what you're expecting to change, but something's got to be different or what? I don't, I don't understand it. You know, you would have to explain it to me, but I don't see what would change. So if part of your weight loss approach is not to transform yourself from the inside out to affect your thinking, then I, I don't know what's going to be different. You know, something has to be different, right? Does something has to change? What's your success rate? Um, you know, never believe that shit. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no real rate on that. I mean, what's the success rate? I don't know. Like, if I say 100%. If you work with me, it'll be 100%, you know, because we, there's no winning and losing. Do you understand? Like, like, like success is relative to time. What does that mean? So it's like, okay, I started the first four weeks and I, I binged every weekend, right? We do a 5-2 model. I've been eating great during the week and every weekend I binged, I haven't lost any weight. I failed. I don't think so. You know, because now you know how to eat well for five days and now you know much more detail what's going on those two days and we can work on improving that, you know? So if you stick with it, I think of what I do more like college, you know, what's the success rate of a college, you know, well, it depends on the student, right? And how, how motivated they are. Um, so, you know, I look at it that way that everyone that I've worked with in like that. And what I mean by that, obviously people that work with me privately always get good results. Um, but even in the group, what I've found, I've been doing the group for a year. Okay, because I've been doing private coaching for a long time. Um, but even in the group, the people that show up consistently are all getting results. You know, I, I, I always have a way to bring them closer to the goal. 
So you, you have to stop thinking success rate in terms of like, oh, what should, how much weight do they lose after eight weeks? And you have to start thinking like, do I have a plan that I feel good about that I feel I can follow for the rest of my life and optimize? You know, it's, it's kind of like, like guitar or musical instrument. It's not like you don't get to some final end point. You get to a process. You get to a way of practicing, of thinking about it that lets you continue to improve and grow. You know what I mean? And you don't think about your weight loss like that because you're just so conditioned to think about like the, the goal weight is the finish line. The goal weight is the starting line if you want to stay at that goal weight and things are always changing. So you have to be flexible. You need to have a, I can't, that's why like, I can't just give you a piece of paper. So I'll follow this, right? Because it's like that piece of paper might work for three months and then all of a sudden you got to move or all of a sudden you have a kid or all of a sudden you lose your job. And all of a sudden there's all this emotional stuff you got to deal with. So do you have the strategy to deal with that? Or can you only just follow the plan when everything's going perfect? You see? So we need to have strategies to deal. We need a plan B. We need a strategy to deal with the bullshit of life. Our emotions, our thinking, our behaviors. There's different things that, that throw them all off, you know? And you need the ability to understand that. So ultimately what it comes down to, though, in my opinion, is the ability to program your own subconscious mind, you know? And I think um, that's, that's what you learn and program yourself then. Vicky, what's up? Totally awake here. You are, Vicky. Um, just signed up for the hypnosis session. All right, good job. Yeah, anyone else? Go go to my bio, click the link, sign up for that hypnosis session, and watch the training. Watch the training I give you. You sign up for the, tr the hypnosis session. It takes a couple minutes to process it and send it to you, and then I bring you to a page to watch the training, okay? It, it'll go in detail what I'm talking about here. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place here. But if any of this is appealing to you, watch the training because it puts it in a more structured way. Um, and I email you every day. I email you good stuff. There's always going to be a holiday or an event to be prepared. To be prepared, yeah. Yeah, exactly, Jill. So um, it's so true. There's always something coming up. So that's what I mean. Like, I, and that's why I love, um, you know, again, when people join the program in November and December, I love it because what a strong message to send your subconscious mind. You know what I mean? Good Lord, please. Don't worry, I'll be here in January too. <laughs> I'll be here in January too if you, if you want to go the, the typical route. But what I so suggest you to do is do something different. Just do something different. <laughs> and uh, it sends a strong message because, you know, like, like you keep doing the same thing. When it comes to your weight loss, right, it's like clockwork. If you zoom out a little bit and look at your weight loss patterns, it's always the same thing. You're sparked by, typically it's a pain-based motivation event, right? If stepping on the scale, seeing the picture of yourself, the clothes don't fit, seeing your reflection, someone says something to me and you got a doctor's appointment, you get so upset about your weight, you're facing it, yeah, that's it, I got to do the diet. You go into your extreme thing and it lasts for a day or a couple weeks, um, maybe a couple months sometimes, and then you go back to what you always do. And or there's the January 1st one, right? And that's the one positive one. It's like, oh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to make a change. And you do that for a couple of days and then it fades away. So it's like doing something different, thinking about weight loss and your health during the holidays. I know you think that's a miserable, it's going to be a shittier holiday season for you. But what I'm talking about is not. It's about how can we make the holidays the most exciting and enjoyable we've had in years, and, and, and may or may, you may or may not lose weight, but the goal is how can we make it as enjoyable as possible? And I would suggest to you that how you can make the holidays more enjoyable than ever is when you eat better and you live healthier and you enjoy the shit out of them. You don't have all, you're not just stuck in that goddamn pit that we create in the holidays. We're just like eating and drinking, eating and drinking. And then like, you know, Christmas ends and you're like, oh, and then January 1st comes and you're just like hung over from it all. And you think you're going to start a plan and be magically perfect, you know? So do something different. Hey, what's up, Jody? Yep, hypnosis equals calmness and better choices. So true. Um, yeah. 
It's helping to listen to you. Yeah, it'll help them to listen to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, listen to my podcast. Yeah, you know, I always say it this way. Like, I don't think anyone gives away more free stuff than I do. Um, that's my goal, and I got new stuff coming out. So I, I have tons of free stuff. Get on my email list. I literally email every day. It's a program I used to charge for. It was a $300 a year program. Um, I just give it to you now. So I, I'm doing everything I can to help you. You got to do a little bit here. You know, <laughs> it's like the freaking, you put, fill in three questions um, and watch the training. Uh, and then, then obviously there's the program, you know, if you, if you're really serious, you know, you, you get the help you need, you know what I mean? Get the program. Let, let me support you. And then listen to the podcast, right? Podcast every day, but it, it'll change how you think. Also realizing food addiction isn't a moral failing was a big thing for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stop. <laughs> I love the fired up Jim. I was right. Um, yeah. You know, like I always say that like the first step really ought to be, um, you know, the, the first step really ought to be forgiving yourself. You know, you're, I know you're blaming yourself for what you've done. And I don't blame, I wouldn't blame yourself because you have no strategy that's been put in front of you. You really don't. Dieting's not a good strategy, and yet it's been drummed into your brain. Everyone's just thinking that way. And so you even blame yourself. Dieting, again, it's estimated 80, 82, 95% of people can't keep the weight off with a diet. And so when numbers are that bad, we usually say, well, this is a bad strategy. But dieting somehow has got away with like, oh, it's your fault. You don't have enough willpower. You're not serious enough. That's a shitty strategy. It's a one-note strategy. You know, I always say like dieting, it's like just say no. Remember just say no to drugs in the 80s, right? Like that's how we're going to deal with drug addiction is, oh, just say no to it, right? We look at that now and we're like, that's goofy. That, that's silly. There's a lot more to it than that, right? That's how we think about it. We don't just send people to just say no clinics to clean up, do we? <laughs> they don't teach that at drug rehab, um, it doesn't work. It's stupid. It doesn't take into account any any of the depth of, of what's happening there. But when it, when we go to diets, isn't diets just say no to food? Right? You, you just say, well, we're just going to start saying no to it. You think if it was that easy, you would already done it. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff under the surface that you got to deal with. And once you deal with it, though, it makes everything magical, amazing. You can't believe it. You, that's what I always hear. I always hear that more than anything. It's like, I didn't know. I didn't know it could be like this. I didn't realize it could be this easy. I didn't realize it could feel so good. I didn't know this was possible. That's what I'm always hearing from people, you know? And of course, it just changes a different approach to it. You got to think differently, you know? Um, it won't download to a Hotmail account. You should be able to just listen to it. It's streaming too. So you should be able to just listen to it through the... Don't, don't try downloading it. Just listen to it through your browser. It should work. I fall asleep and never hear the nightly session. Is that okay? Um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, what, what happens, usually, like, if, if you're asleep and I put a hypnosis session, it's not going to do much. But if you're listening to one of the sleep hypnosis sessions and you're, you're awake and you listen to it and you fall asleep, I think that's worth it because I always think, like, the most magical hypnotic moment is when you pass from being awake to falling asleep. You know that moment? And think about that moment, right? That's when you pass, you go from your conscious, alert, logical brain to your imagination, dream brain, right? That's why it feels like you're falling. You're not, you're laying down, but there's a, a literal sensation that you're falling, right? And that's kind of that transfer. And so I'm always thinking like, like when you're getting suggestions and they bring you right to that edge and then you're getting these positive suggestions in the sleep gnosis sessions just as you're falling off, I think that's great because you might have dreams about them. They might affect you and, and they, they go in deeper. And so again, when you're out cold, the suggestions aren't, aren't doing anything, but because there's that, that phase, I think that's good. And then make sure you listen to the morning ones too. Easier when you stop making it about dieting. That's depressing. Eating better to feel good is doable. Yeah, of course, Jill. Of course. 
Thank you for all you do. It's helping me change my life for the better. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you saying that. That's why I do it. You know, again, it, it's not just about weight loss. It's about really becoming the best version of yourself possible. You know, so you do that for your people you love in your life. You know, people that are important, yourself, your development, growth, evolution, all those things. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. This has been awesome. Um, Got to get out of here. And uh, remember, you can listen to the podcast. Is Program Yourself Thin. It's on all the podcast platforms. Um, you can go to the bio uh, or programyourselfthin.com. Get the hypnosis session. Uh, watch the training, though. Watch the training. Get on the email list. And um, if you're really serious, join the program. I look forward to working with you. So, um, all right, everyone. We'll talk soon. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye.